We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. What's going on, good people? How are we doing today? Well, we're here bringing you an episode of NCOPD Live on Tuesday. I know this isn't our normal day, but we had a special guest who could not attend on Wednesday, but she was available today, so we're bringing her back. So she's been here before, all right? Uh, staff's aren't bang. So we're going to bring her out, let her introduce herself. And then we're going to get into these topics that we're talking about today. So let me go ahead and bring our guests to the front. Staff Sergeant Bang, how are you doing on this most magnificent day? I am doing fabulous. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Well, I, I am glad to have you back. I am most definitely glad to have you back. Um, would you, you, you know, Usually when people get introduced by other people, they don't do them justice in their introduction. So what I would like for you to do at this moment is to introduce yourself to the, the millions and millions of people out there in TV land watching NCOPD Live so that they might know who you are on this magnificent day. Okay, so I'm Staff Sergeant Victoria Bain. I've been serving for 14 years. Um, I'm currently uh, military police, and I'm an instructor at Florida AMU here in Tallahassee, Florida, at the Rattler Nation uh, as an ROTC instructor. So I currently instruct the first year students for the basic and foundations of leadership. So before they go anywhere, they have to come and see me. Uh, they get all of their first year instruction with me. So it's um, it's been a very interesting, like long term serving career. I've been everywhere from Fort Benning, Georgia to Fort Bragg of uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri as a drill sergeant for two years and Skokoe Barracks, Hawaii. <laughs> well, thank you for that great introduction. Um, so look here, when you get your young lieutenants in and they tell you that they came from FAMU, you know who to thank for the great men and women that that program put out right here, Staff Sergeant Bang. They had to see her and it was all about leadership. So now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about the games we like to play here at NCOPD Live, all right? Now, you know, now that we have these games, there's one of the games we like to play that we call, uh, 
We call this game the five-second rule, okay? Now, with the five-second rule, the way it works is this. I'm going to name an article of something, and you will have five seconds to name three of those things, all right? Three of those things that start with the letter or however we put the question. And the way it works is the timer will start as soon as I finish talking. Now, you know, just like in any good secret uh, movie like James Bond or something like this, this mission is yours if you choose to take it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> all right, all right. She took the bait. Let me go ahead and get this timer started here. So I don't, I don't want the people to be like, hey, you know, he cheated, yada, yada, you know, or I don't want them thinking I was being soft on you. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get this out here. Hold on. We got some, got some little stuff going on over here. We're going to go ahead and get this stuff out here. Okay. Now, I would like for you to name three colors that start with the letter B. Go. Black, blue, and brown. Ooh, 2.4. All right. Okay. All right. I don't know. That was people probably probably gonna say, "Hey, that was that was pretty easy there, Oz. What are you doing out here?" Okay, I cooked the books a little bit, but it's okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So let let's get into it. Let's get into it. So today we have a couple topics that we want to talk about, and I think that there's nobody better qualified than you to talk about these topics. Now, the one topic that I would like to start with is TikTok. All right. Tick tock. It is all of the rave. All of the young people are doing it. They're all out there. They're getting their little TikToks on. We see the little videos popping up. TikTok has become so popular that now we see TikToks on Facebook. We see TikToks and Instagram. We see TikToks everywhere. So let's talk about TikTok. What is it about TikTok that has all the young people out there on it? So TikTok is. TikTok is the new Instagram. It's the new, it's the new rage of everything. It's where everyone's going. It's anywhere from like eight seconds to 60 seconds of clips where you can be free, comical, express yourself. And if you were a the theatrical student, you can express yourself. You can share your viewpoints. You can share music and dances. And even if you've got a quick little skit, you can share it. There is so much with it. Um, and even if you have like those quick little, you know, epiphany moments that you want to share, uh, leadership wise, you can share it on TikTok and it, it's spread throughout the world. I mean, it's, there's so many like ways to go about it. And I mean, even I'm on TikTok, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not oh, gonna really? lie. I love it. Oh, really? <laughs> so what, what are we looking like on TikTok? Like, how are we sitting at with views and followers and all of that good stuff let's let's go ahead and get some street cred out there how how does your tiktok account look uh so i've been on tiktok about a year okay it okay. was one of those uh let me let me jump on it because of covid and i needed to relate with my students especially seeing that most of my students are anywhere between 17 and 19 years old okay okay and uh about a year i'm sitting at about 60 almost sixty-seven thousand followers Wow. And uh, as of today, 507,000 likes. So half a million likes right now. So yes. you're basically telling me we have a celebrity in the house. That's what I'm hearing. 
Not even close to compared to something. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't try to play it now. Don't try to play it now. But this is great, though. So let, let's talk about this. So we, we talked about, you know, how, like, what TikTok is and uh, how people use TikTok. But we got some people that aren't fans of TikTok from what I'm hearing. You know, uh, there's a population who says, you know, they'll probably say things like, oh, leave that for kids. It's not professional. What would you say to that population? I would say that it's just a matter of opinion. It's Mm. honestly how you use it, how you want to be about it, and what you use for it. There's a um, certain certain brand of communities on TikTok for everybody out there, and we have our own little military TikTok community where everyone shares their veteran opinions on everything that's going on in their experiences and how they deal and they cope with things. Um, they share their everyday life of being in the military on there and they even share some of their stories. Um, so I just happen to be a part of two groups on TikTok, known as the dirty dozen, which was a group of 12 of us, um, that started it. And we share our everyday like collaboration of lives of what we do and funnies to, bring laughs and stories. And then I'm also a part of Vet TV TikTok. Mm. Where <laughs> Vet TV, knows, right? anybody who knows what Vet TV is, we are the TikTok side of Vet TV. Um, but we don't get as dark and as humorous as Vet TV itself is. But we do work together to um share the humorous side of the military and kind of humanize the uniform with it. So sharing the funnies, the everyday stories of things that happen and being creative with it. Um, I've, I've worked alongside with uh, a first sergeant who's at Fort Bragg, who's known as the first sergeant at TikTok. And I, me being an MP, I give him some of the, I give him some of the most interesting moments of Hey, first sergeant, this is your friendly, lovely MP desk sergeant. I have three of your soldiers here who decided to barricade themselves in the barracks and uh, decide to be pirates or create uh, water slides and have a water theme park. You know, just little comical stories that everybody has just to give that break in that monotony of like that stressful week that we have in that military to give, you know, if you're having such a stressful day, you can come on TikTok, come on military TikTok and you have a break or you have just that relief when we were like, oh wait, that actually did happen in, <laughs> in my barracks. So it's it's pretty comical, it's pretty fun. Or you have, you know, some motivators on there um, like uh, Colonel Shabazz. Colonel Shabazz is on TikTok and hearing and seeing some of his stuff or um, Colonel Erickson. He always gives something every day. I look forward to his TikToks every morning. He has something that is very motivating to look forward to. So it's, for me, it's been a relief. So I, I'm not going to lie. I love it. All right. Can you hear me now? 
Yes, I can. Okay, awesome. Sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulties. I see Sergeant Major Cricks down there. She know all about some technical difficulties, but <laughs> she gonna kill me. Like, why are you gonna put me on the spot like that? But either way, um, so you you said that you can use TikTok to like humanize yourself. Like, let's like expound upon that because I don't think that's something that we actually talk about as leaders because uh a lot of times, more often than not our uh, junior soldiers and Colonel Erickson is a great example of this. He tells a story about uh, some monkeys in a tree. And he says that uh, there's monkeys on the ground. There's monkeys in the tree, the monkeys in the tree, you know, they're the ones who are in charge. And when the monkeys on the ground look up, what do they see? They see a whole bunch of buttholes in a tree. So he said, it's very important that if you're the leader, that you smile down when you look. So people are just like, you know, they might be still buttholes, but at least they're smiling, you know, they're not totally unapproachable. So let's, let's expound upon uh, the humanizing, you know, through TikTok. How do you feel that, uh, why do you, do you think that's important? And how, how would, what, what do you think people do to like, you know, make that process a little bit better? I think it shows that you have a more approachable side, a more, comical nature and that you are able to smile and you're able to relate to other people. Um, since I've been able to get on there, a lot of others have been able to connect with me and talk to me about my experiences in the military. They've been able to laugh. They've been able to come to me about the experiences they've had in the military. And they, at first everybody looked at me and they were like, Oh, you're the, you know, you're the aggressive female staff. Sorry. You know, nobody wanted to talk to you. Or like I said on Sunday um, in our virtual battle buddy check-in, everybody always saw me as the angry green army elf. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. It's like there's another side to me that you know people didn't see, and you know when you see that, you're like, oh wow, we didn't know that you could do this. You know, it it gives them a chance and an opportunity to talk about something, and then when you see all of the trends that are going on, it opens up a conversation and it opens up a dialogue that sometimes you don't have with your soldiers. Mm. So, and I use, I'm not going to lie. I use TikTok references in my classroom when I need to get somebody's attention and it works a lot. <laughs> so. and, and I, I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I, I think, um, there's, there's a piece that goes well with this, that when we talk about leaders meeting people where they're at, you know, um, as a leader goes on their journey and we're going to use a, a, a mountain as a metaphor, as you move up that mountain, like you figure out all the things you need to. And there were people there to help you out along. But, you know, uh, a true leader will get to the top of the mountain or get halfway up the mountain and they're going to turn around and look and see where their people at. And they're going to go back down and they're going to get them. I think TikTok is a way to do that. Like, you know, no one cares about what you know. Or what you say until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And I think TikTok's a perfect opportunity uh, to do that, to show people like, hey, look, it's okay. I'm here with you. I, I get it. I, I understand. There's, like you said, there's another side of me. Um, so I think you said there was some some stuff about recruiting with TikTok or something like that. What, there what is. That? And there's actually some comments uh, about recruiting with TikTok and there's quite a few recruiters on TikTok too, and we use it. Um, and I think the, the army has an opportunity to do that because there are some trending videos going on right now where they're actually showing some of the newest um, equipment 
and training that the soldiers are doing on TikTok. Um, and it's allowing them to open up the opportunities to see what is actually happening and that we are not the iconic robots that everybody pictures in the media. Mm. Because we have the personalities, we are the approachable leaders, we can we can be talked to. You know, everybody, there's drill sergeants on TikTok. And drill sergeants are able to answer the questions that they have about training, and it makes it even more, you know, comforting for soldiers going to training to know that those drill sergeants are on there and they're able to answer those questions because they're worried about what they're fixing to face. They're worried about what they're fixing to go into. And when the drill sergeants are on there, the recruiters are on there and we're on there and we're able to answer the questions. Um, what should I do to prepare for the ACFT? What should I bring with me? Um, you know, they have all of these questions and they're getting some answers from the recruiters, but they're not getting all of the answers at that time. They, they come to us and this is what we give them. And I mean, that's everything from Air Force to Marines, Navy, um, even the Coast Guard, you know, they're they're coming to us and we're like, this is what you need to, to look forward to. And especially with a lot of the changes nowadays from, you know, women joining combat arms to the new uniforms, um, the locations that they're going to, what type of workouts, the even the changes with the hairstyles and females being allowed to wear like the earrings and certain makeups. They're like, well, can I bring this with me to training? And they're like, no, don't bring that type of stuff to training. We're like, don't do that. Don't bring all the extra computers and electronics, please. You know, we're able to do that. Um, and even with me being able to connect with some of like other, you know, military leaders on on the t on TikTok, I'm like, hey, what's your opinion about this? Or what can we do about this? I get their I get their feedback. That is awesome. That is awesome. Speak, speaking of feedback, feedback, right? Let's let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit right quick. So there was a concept you were telling me about. Uh, I believe it was called meal prep. Yeah. And I know some people are going to hear, no, we're not talking about preparing meals prior to the work week. We're talking about something different. So would you mind enlightening the audience about this new concept of meal prep that you have? So I am an admin for mealprepnetwork.com and it is the it is an actual site for the future soldier and recruit like recruit and trainees coming in to include our cadets where they can actually connect with their peers and everyone coming in um, way before training. So I'll give you I'll give you a prime example. You came from Florida and I came from New Mexico. 10, 15 years ago, we had no idea who we were joining with. We both got on a bus. We got on a plane. We showed up to training and we were standing in like, what, 100, 200 people, 200 future trainees. And we had no idea who we were going to be with. And it was like a shock. Well, with this, you get a chance and an opportunity to connect with those that you're going to be going to training with and get to know each other beforehand and actually start connecting and talking and start getting those jitters and those feelings out and start talking about what you're looking forward to and kind of get in, kind of start connecting beforehand um, with that. And it's all before that training date. So that's part of the meal prep network itself. Um, 
with it as well as like schools. Everybody with ALC and SLC. Mm-hmm. You get a mass email with like 20 of you in there. How many, how many do we possibly know? Maybe five? Max? I think I knew I think I knew like two people in that group. And we're coming from like Germany, two were coming from Korea. With that, you guys can go into meal prep and you can start talking, start connecting with each other, sharing the ideas. Hey, are we going to be able to um, ride together? Anything from that. And I mean, that's ROTC. That's the future soldier, whatever it may be. And that's not just for the Army, but it's set up for the Navy, Marines, um, Air Force, and soon to be Coast Guard. So they're all going to get to connect with each other on every level um, from training ROTC to Bullock and all the way up. And then leaders like us are going to be able to go in as admins and give them the do's and the don'ts of all of those schools, everything that they need to do and be like, hey, don't bring all of this extra equipment. Look at all of this stuff. All of the schools are going to be able to give them complete updated packing list and not the seven different packing lists that come down from the school all the way to your battalion and companies. So when you get to the school, you're like, well, this is the packing list I got and you're missing 10 items. It's going to be coming directly from the school with meal prep. So everybody's going to be able to meet in one place, finally, <laughs> and share all of these, like all of these ideas and connect with each other, um, starting from the training from the future soldier and the cadets and go from there. So the so, actual... So I'm, a, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a all-encompassing program, platform, however we want to put it, that will start from the future soldier, like from the the initial uh, recruit, all the way through whatever NCOS OES you go to. Yes. Wow, that is amazing. All I need to know is where do I find this, and when will it be available? So the site is up and ready right now. It's millprep.mill. Um, that's Mike India Lima, Papa Romeo Echo Papa dot mill, and or sorry dot com. My bad. I keep thinking. <laughs> we are actually the site owner is working on the app because everybody loves applications. Everybody loves being doing everything off the phone, off of the iPad. He is working on that and getting that finalized. So by the time that we start cadet summer training and we get all of the split ops, everything done, they will be able to go in there immediately. Um, apps, apps are a little bit harder than websites. Just watching him like put everything together and do this has been a little bit more complicated than me trying to figure out TikTok in the last year to be honest. Um, but it is, it is going, it is running. Um, you can sign up and you can go ahead and join it now. Um, as soon as he gets ready to completely lock the site down, any future soldier that comes in, and this is an extremely awesome concept for me because it gets the future soldier running and going, is they're going to have what's called a, a running and challenge password to get into the site. <laughs> wow. So it's going to open their minds up to actually understanding what the military is about from the get-go. 
So I'm I'm extremely excited about this. I'm extremely excited to be an admin for this one because um, I can also go in and I can help them find their way around. We can help them link them up with other soldiers. It's already broken down to each training installation, each NCOES, um, OES, the whole nine yards. And this has been a growing concept since I want to say October of 2019. Wow. Putting the work in. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's that's amazing. Like, I, I definitely uh, I definitely see the value that it's going to add. And it's definitely building in capacity for leaders. It's building a lot of capacity in for leaders to, uh, as uh, Sergeant Major Halliburton likes to say, flatten communications <laughs> so that we could uh, get the message from the uh, – source to the end user quicker without having a million gates in between. So I definitely see the value there. I, you know what, and I definitely do too. And I think this is, this is also going to give an insight to the leaders as to what the, like the future soldier and the future um, officers are talking about and what they're looking forward to and what their concerns are about training. So we can also help them be a little bit more confident with going into that training because that, I think when I was a drill sergeant and when I was a squad leader, you know, picking up new soldiers, that was one of the biggest concerns. And I see that on social media today is, is that is one of the biggest concerns is like, well, what am I fixing to come up with? What am I fixing to base? And I'm like, Oh, hold on. Time out for a second. You know, this is where you can find this information. And these are the people that you can talk to. And instead of leading them to like six different pages, they can all collaborate and go to one spot and see like all of, like see everybody else's and they can see that everyone has those same fears or those same concerns and share those experiences and see those other experiences and be like, okay, you're, I'm not the only one, you know, the same person from Chicago, Illinois, all the way in urban Texas has the same fears that I do. And we're going to link up at Fort Benning, Georgia and, you know, be infantrymen together, you know, and they're going to be able to get through that. So I think that's going to be that's going to be an interesting, interesting defeat. Well, I'm going to log into meal prep because I want to see this magnificent feat and I <laughs> want to watch it develop as it does. And I will most definitely be downloading the app when it comes out because it's going to be a very useful tool. So we kind of skated past Vet TV, but like a boomerang, we're going to come right on back around to it. And let's talk about let's talk a little bit about vet TV. Like, what 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 do you? So I see you're like a puppet master behind the screen. You got your hands and a lot of stuff. You got your TikTok going on. A little bit of Facebook. A little bit of YouTube. You know, you're like all over the map. Um, and you know, you're making things happen. But let's talk about this vet TV piece. Like, what's what's your piece in vet TV? So I work strictly with vet TV's TikTok. Um, on that side. And then we also work with Irrevalent Warriors. That is the nonprofit organization that they're with this year. But with Vet TV, we also kind of share and give some of the ideas of what their current um, makes are for this year and some of the stuff that they have going on. And if you're one of the extremely dark humored type and you need those comical laughs and something to break up the everyday monotony, that is your dark humor Netflix choice uh, to take. You need something that relates you back to the military that was like 10 years ago and you're like, oh, 
that actually really did happen while I was deployed. That's that TV for you. <laughs> they have they have their own podcast. They have their own stuff, and you know we constantly share our ideas with them as well. And they take a lot of our stuff and they bring it over into their shows. They actually just pushed out a new one. Um, I think last week, a new a new episode. So. Yeah, I think I've seen something with uh, that they had. I think they actually got like their own subscription service that you have to subscribe to. Um, well, it's interesting. It's it's an option. <laughs> like it's you said, an option. You, it's an option. You, it's it's definitely one that I. If you have kids, I do not recommend watching around your children. I will say that much. Because there's some very interesting humorous moments that um, I would not repeat at the workplace. I will say that much. It is an at-home only um, moment, but they do do a lot of good stuff um, off to the side, which is Irreverent Warriors. They work with 22 Sierra Coffee and a bunch of nonprofit organizations to combat against veteran suicide um, and everything like that. So, so what are some of the, like you say, there's other projects that they have. What are some of the um, good projects and things that they've done in the past? So the current one that they're still working with is Irrevalent Warriors, which is where I will be this weekend um, at Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that is the nonprofit organization that takes veterans out of their comfort zone in their everyday life. And they bring them together through humor, humor and camaraderie. And if anybody's ever heard of the Silkies hike um, or what used to be called the Silkies hike, this is it. And we get everyone together and we go anywhere from four miles to 10 miles and we hike across whatever city and location that we're at. And we meet up in um, a couple of small areas and we talk about um, some of the veterans that have almost completed suicide and how they were able to get past it. And some of the people that were standing there with them to get to that point. And then we take the money from those organizations and we help other veterans get the help that they need. Take them, they get taken on retreats and so forth. Um, and then they get a chance and an opportunity to get past that and combat with that. Um, it's very humbling to be out there and to see all of those that are still currently serving and those that have served to include um, some of our combat um, veterans that have been wounded and see the type of things that they have done. Um, my first one was at Jacksonville Beach and we had a gentleman out there who was a quad amputee in his chair and he was leading the way. And it was very humbling. We started at nine o'clock in the morning and just seeing the community coming out and cheering us on was amazing. We had another gentleman who was carrying around a cinder block with his rucksack and um, he was an amputee as well. And he made it the whole way. Like they take on, on so many challenges and they said that they, they wanted to give up, but if it wasn't for finding groups like this and standing up with other veterans, they, they would have given up. So being involved with them and seeing that they're willing to raise the money to help combat vet the veteran suicide, um, is one of the reasons why I'm I'm really happy to be with them and to, to be taking part of this. And I mean, right now they're 
They're standing in over 72 cities in two different countries right now. They're adding more to it uh, practically every month. Um, that TV alone raised $25,000 in wow. six weeks. Yep. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so that that I think that's a that's a great thing that they're doing, uh, providing those opportunities for uh, other veterans who are going through a hard time to uh, make contact with people who they can relate to. Um, I, I, a lot of times when I hear um, like people who have uh, either retired or <clears throat> ETS or whatever, that's the same thing that they always say is that they miss the belongingness and they, they miss the camaraderie, that connection that they had when they were actually in active duty. So I think that's a, a great thing uh, that they're doing out there. So that's that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. So before we get ready to wrap this thing up, is there anything that you would like to put out there to the people? Uh, so there's been there's been a lot of changes. Hold on, hold on one second. TPSGL just asked a question. He says, uh, how has being around Wounded Warriors shaped your thought process as a leader? You know, I I have to I have to say that and I'll go with the banner that's that's sitting here in the back. Um because I I am an athlete and affiliate with another veteran company with that never defeated mindset. Um seeing that they they do not quit and they do not give up, that they they take on that warrior mindset to not quit and to take that to never stop. And to always take that next step forward every morning um, gives me another reason to get up every morning and to not only challenge myself, but to challenge my future leaders. Um, when I came back from that first hike that morning, I I took I took my cadets and I, I put them through a little bit of a push push in their workout because I saw the defeat in their face. It was after it was after what was supposed to be their spring break. They were worn out. I knew that they they had a lot going on themselves. I had a lot going on. And just seeing what each and every single one of those those guys had going on themselves, just like the weight of the world of being injured, um, having to step out of the military and not knowing if they were going to take on another day or if they wanted to take on another day. I I had to change my mindset as well as a leader, I was like, how am I going to approach them? How am I going to remind them that they are not the only ones taking on the world in this type of mindset? So we did a really heavy workout and towards the end of the workout, I had them pick a, pick a plate, a weight that would fit their everyday struggle, whether it be 15 pounds to 45 pounds. And I had them hold it over their head just for a little bit until they started to feel the weight of the struggle. And I was like, are you tired yet? And they were like, yes. And I was like, okay, now set it down gently. And I want you to take a quick, deep breath. And I want you to think for a second about everybody else in the world who has been before you and had that same type of pressure in that same moment. And think about what they had to go through too. Every leader before you that has either been injured, hurt, or is still facing the same struggle that you're about to go through 
They just had the weight of the world on their shoulders and didn't think that they could drop that weight for a moment. And think of what they have to go through every day. And then I want you to pick that weight back up and I want you to carry it and see how it feels. I was like, can you carry it? Do you think that you can carry it every day or can you put that weight down and can you stop and say, I need help and I need to figure out how to balance this weight instead of holding it over my head every day or can I put the weight down for a moment and say, I need to do something about this and I need to learn how to balance it. And that's what they did is they, they looked at me and they're like, I need to learn how to balance my weight. I need to learn to, to put it down for a moment and say, I need help. And that's what they did. And after that, I had about three of them come to me and say, I need a little bit of help trying to figure out how to balance my life. Because if I don't, I'm not going to make it through and I'm not going to be a great leader. And just, just learning from them alone, saying that they felt like they weren't going to make it through because they had all of that pressure and they felt like they were going to give up was at that was just from that one weekend. Wow. uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, that that's, that's powerful. It's it's really powerful. Um, The illustration that you used with the the weight like that, that really drove the point home. And uh, the thing I would like to say to those uh, young leaders is that, uh, you taught them a very valuable lesson that the, the first part of becoming a leader is knowing yourself. You have to know yourself before you can lead someone else. And the fact that they were able to identify that they needed help with something like that's major. Like, I, I think that's a really uh, big part of being a leader is knowing yourself. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome. But before I cut you off, you were going to say something before we uh, went on to the question. There was one other question in here asking uh, if y'all go to Oregon. So, yes, there is actually, if you go to irrelevantwarriors.com, if I remember correctly, we have a couple of hikes in Oregon or they just had one. There's a long list of events that are actually going on across the U.S. for Irrelevant Warriors. Um, you just have to, like, go to irrelevantwarriors.com um, and find one that's close to you and um, link up for it. So you can even volunteer to be uh, be one of the volunteers yourself to help with the event um, for that. So I have, I pretty much, I have all of Florida covered. I'm going to all of them in Florida. <laughs> like our first event was, it started off with like maybe a hundred by, and by the end of Friday night, we had 168 registered. We showed up with 200. Wow. Fort Walton, um, I'm not sorry, not Fort Walton, Fort Lauderdale. They still don't have all the numbers yet, but we're expecting like 200 to show up. So, and there's three of them going on this weekend. So it's going to be pretty big. I, I'm trying to see if we have one in Oregon or if they just had one. I can't remember because there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. Because I know there's a lot of stuff like that the uh, Wounded Warrior Project and a lot of people like that do up in Washington. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't see Oregon being like that for uh, out of the way. But, you know, I am from the greatest state in the United States, in the United States of America. That was a shot to TPSGL. <laughs> so uh, I may just have to make my way down to this greatest state. And it's not Texas. It's Florida. But uh, <laughs> either way. 
I may have to make my way on down there so that I can join in to one of these hikes. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um but like like you 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 had some stuff you were saying before getting ready for the, the closing remarks. I'm not seeing any other questions uh in the comments, but uh what what parting shots do you have for the people? Uh so I have to we were talking a little bit earlier about the changes and changes with leadership and I I gotta say when you start introducing like changes as leaders, um, we came up with a really interesting uh, concept. And of course the army, my students said it best, the army loves acronyms. And one of the biggest feats that we all, all have a change or sorry, a challenge with as leaders is we don't like to accept change. We always have to like fight back a little bit with, with change. We don't know how to, we, we don't know how to take it on. We don't know how to handle it. We don't know what to do with it. So we have to find a way to deal with it. And one of the things that we came up with was an acronym on how to take on change and it's called items. And it's an easy one to remember. And it starts with introducing change. How are we going to introduce the changes that we want and we want to see? Um, and that goes with anything with leadership. That goes anything with all of the changes going on in the army. Um, anything from training to um, new introductions to the training manuals to our uniforms to how we're going to be introducing. Um, I'll give a prime example. Back in 2004, or sorry, 2015 and 16, when we were introducing females to combat arms, you know, how are we going to introduce the change? Um, and a lot of our introductions to changes right now are coming through social media. So how are we going to introduce it to everyone today? And then talking about it. Sergeant Major of the Army is all about talking. He's all about introducing these changes and talking about it. And he said it today. He wants us to talk about it. He wants us to talk about what is going on in the Army. He wants us to know our you know, he wants us to know our squads. He wants to know everything that's happening. So he wants us to talk about it. So let's talk about the changes that are going on. And then entertaining the ideas. If you have a soldier, if you have a younger leader, if you even if you have a senior leader who's wanting to make a change, let's entertain it for a little bit. Let's sit back and let's talk about it and let's see how we can introduce it. Let's back it up a little bit. And then how are we going to manage that change? Is it manageable? Is it doable? And then how are we going to standardize it? So, I mean, back in January and early February, we started making a lot of the changes to the uniforms. And as soon as we did, the first thing everybody did is they jumped into social media. And everybody took up in arms to social media about it. And nobody knew exactly what to do. And we're still fighting with how how we're gonna standardize a lot of the changes and how we're gonna deal with it. So we came up with the acronym of items and how we're gonna do that. So a lot of the things that we're doing at, at the ROTC battalion right now is doing just that. And this, this is interesting because I heard, a, uh, I heard a gentleman tell a story one time, I believe he was a general, and he talked about this exact thing. And this, this acronym that these young leaders came up with <clears throat> 
it, it's a perfect illustration for his story. Basically, what he said was this. He was like, you know, let's go back a long time ago, right? And, you know, we had rotary phones. I know. A lot of people are like, <laughs> hey, what's that? But, you know, we had these phones where you had to stick your finger in there and spin it around. I didn't personally have one, but I remember it in my grandmother's house. She definitely had rotary phones. But either way, he has this rotary phone up on the stage. And up on the stage, he says, you know, at some point, there was a lieutenant was like, hey, you know what? What if we could put some type of uh, GPS on this phone so that it could tell you where you're at in the world? And then somebody with a whole lot of wrinkles like, oh, yeah, hey, you, you crazy lieutenant. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, go ahead on. That's not how the world works. Then time goes by and uh, they come back with the same phone. And he's like, well, you know what? What if we could also take this same phone and have a network where we could like, you know, digitally talk to people and, you know, send messages and stuff back and forth. You know, this could be something that could be really good. And once again, somebody with a whole lot of rank was like, yeah, yeah, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And then long behold comes the 24th Citroen. At this point, he picks up a cell phone, like an iPhone. And he says, all of that stuff that those lieutenants were saying, those young people were saying, actually became reality. And if we had been forward thinking enough to listen to them when they were saying it, then we would be better off than we are now. So I think uh, what you're doing with those young people is outstanding. Uh, we definitely need more leaders like yourself, uh, you know, out there shaping and molding our leaders of tomorrow and keeping them, you know, honest and keeping their minds bright so that they can uh, take over for the rest of us. So with that said, go ahead, give you give you parting shots. We're going to wrap it up and we're going to call it good. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, you have you have in 11 days, 18 of them walking across the stage to take on the army. And they are the largest graduating class since 1985 from FAMU. Wow. And the most active duty that we've had in a while. So I hope everyone is ready to see, see them take this on because I would, they are ready. They are forward thinking. They think outside of the box. They are hard charging commissioned officers that when I say fired and ready to go and motivated, <laughs> I look at them every morning and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> like they, they are ready for it. And if you're a leader on this platform right now, and if you ever think twice about not doing ROTC as a, as a branding assignment or an assignment, please do it because these, these ladies and gentlemen do challenge you and they do welcome it. And this is an assignment that, Next to drill sergeant, this is probably by far one of the best assignments I've been. I would not trade this assignment for the world. Awesome. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us here today. Telling thank us you. about military meal prep, uh, TikTok, and Vet TV. All right. This has been a very interesting conversation. Thank uh, you, guys. And we, thank, you we, all of NC thank you all of NCOPD for having me again. Still nervous. <laughs> Hey, we, we, we just found out we had a celebrity in our midst and we didn't even know it. Now we know. But either way, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, everybody, thank y'all for joining us today here at NCOPD Live. Um, we appreciate you staying with us here to the end. Um, and we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. So you are important. You matter. 
And don't let anybody make you feel as if you're insignificant. If you do get into the inbox, there's a lot of people that's here to help you in your journey we like to call life. The NCOPD Live team is here for you. All right? Breaktown Broadcast is here for you. The Vision is here for you. Let's Talk About It is here for you. Thrive Legion is here for you. Coming to a theater near you real, real soon. All right? Uh, and, you know, life is a choice. And we are depending on you to choose well. Oz here, signing out. I'll be talking to you soon. On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing